Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you The Seminarians, a dialogue with students from the Pontifical College Josephinum, produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire vocations to the religious life. And now, The Seminarians. Welcome to The Seminarian Show. I'm Gordon Mott, batting from the home team, the Diocese of Columbus. Joining me are Dalton Irvin from Texas and Jonathan Torres from North Carolina. I thought, well, let's pray before we get into it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Lord, we give you thanks for the, the great gift of life and for the great gift of this day, uh, the good and the bad and everything in between. Uh, we ask you to grant us the grace in order to get out of all of our experiences what you intend for us to grow in virtue every day and most importantly to fall more deeply in love with you. We ask all this in your most holy and perfect name as we pray using the words our Lord Jesus Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I thought that today we could talk about sanctified recreation. Well, sanctified the day period, um, work and recreation. Uh, and I thought that maybe to kind of set the mood, we could talk about um, Laudato Si, actually. Uh, in uh, we'll, we'll open with the words of Francis and then we'll get into the discussion. Uh, so talking about work, for example, uh, Pope Francis in Laudato Si, 232 said Jesus worked with his hands in daily contact with the matter created by God to which he gave form by his craftsmanship. In this way, he sanctified human labor and endowed it with a special significance for our development. So, you know, there's this idea of sanctified work or sanctified labor. Typically, I think that we have a very modal understanding of religion. You know, I go to, to mass on Sunday and I worship and then I'm just doing other stuff other time. But the fact of the matter is, every day presents us with an opportunity to grow in holiness and sanctity. Um, so maybe let's start off by talking about sanctified work. Um, let's say that I have a tedious desk job, you know, filling out the same form over and over again for J. Random Insurance Company. How can I make my tedious work life sanctified? Any ideas? Or any ideas about how you in your personal life sanctify the day? You know, when you're not in seminary and obligated to. Mm-hmm. I think um, the way that Christians should approach um, our menial tasks um, is to recognize them as not menial at all. Um, that they are all means to an end. Um, and so, you know, the father who the father who gets up in the morning and sits behind a desk all day to provide for his family, he's not doing it just because. Um, he loves sitting behind a desk, but rather it's a means to love his family, to provide for them, and so um, and, and so to meet that end, um, right? We we do these things as means for an end, um, and so a, I think a Christian um, approaches these tasks as um, as the means to which he is able to achieve holiness. Um, that, that's kind of my understanding of it. Yeah, definitely, and I th- my mind is taken to what's a relatively newer feast in the church, the Feast of St. Joseph the Worker, yeah, um, which was implemented 
uh, by the Holy Father to combat this uh, this glorification of work in mm. its own for its own sake. Yeah, right. That um, that we don't work just to work, just to make progress, mm-hmm. but that we work to sanctify ourselves and our day. Um, to to provide for our families. Right? Yeah. And that's such a opposite like that's the opposite um uh <clears throat> idea the, um of what um we Americans tend to think of what our value is in or our worth. Mm-hmm. You know, we tend to be so utilitarian saying like if I'm not producing, if I'm not working, then why am I living? Um Oh yeah, and that's that's absolutely kind of a runaway thing, right? Is like the value of our day is judged by how much money we make and whether or not we yeah. can buy a particular thing at the end of it. Um I know in like in one instance, right? Like so like in general we can look at work as sanctifying because we're working toward a positive end, mm-hmm. you know? Um there's there's somebody I know who was a uh, he he painted with powder coat in a really kind of a miserable factory where they they did uh shelving, I think. Um and I asked I was talking to this person, I said, "Well, how do you how do you bear it? Cuz this is a very repetitive job, you know, it's almost mindless." And find out what he was doing was he was envisioning this overhead conveyor bringing all the shelving across as a rosary. And so every time that one of these shelves came in, it was going slow enough that it was enough to pray it like a bead. So the the guy was just spending his entire day praying the rosary over and over again. And so like, this was his way to say, okay, this is a miserable job that I absolutely hate, but I can pray the rosary. And so then what would ordinarily be miserable and tedious and soul crushing was beautiful yeah. you know and and alive um and and, and I've, I've always been edified by the means by which people find a way to kind of you know place the work that they do in the course of a day in a different kind of a mental context um you know and so then like in in another sense sometimes you'll hear people say well you know you can offer it up you can offer up the difficulty of the day right um what does it mean to to offer it up? Maybe we can talk about that a little bit. Well, I'd like to go back first. Okay. Because there's this idea, yeah, offering what's difficult or what's hard. But we also, if you enjoy your job, you can offer that too, right? The morning offering, I mm-hmm. offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, and so even the person who has a radically fun job, uh, whatever that may be, the life of a seminarian perhaps um even that can be <laughs> well, offered to god <laughs> um and and made sanctifying right yeah. even the yeah. even the fun job so not just focusing on what may seem soul crushing uh but also what's what's fun what's enjoyable what mm-hmm. you know the person who is working a job that they feel they were created to do yeah right that job too can be sanctifying for them yeah and it really goes back to this idea of um broadening your perspective on what you're doing mm-hmm. um not to just get sucked in saying you know you're you know filling out a form is not just filling out a form it's like look at the bigger picture what are you doing this for what is the end what is you know yeah. why did you choose to do this in the first place the broader your perspective is the more fulfilled you're going to be in yeah. that job so well and i i think perspective is absolutely valuable right that Sometimes we kind of go through the day with a set of blinders on that like, oh, I'm very kind of task oriented and I, I see these, these things in this narrow context. And so like even in like the, the form filling out, I can either see that I'm filling out the form mm-hmm. or I can see the person whose life is improved or the person who's receiving aid or help because of the form. Um, so, but, you know, maybe can, 
can we do more? So like if we think about the word retreat and we've talked about retreat in another show, um, you know, in the sense of going on retreat and making a spiritual retreat, but maybe is it, is there value in finding a way to retreat in the context of the day? Right. So, you know, even if I have a, a, a super fun job, you know, is there value in maybe instead of eating lunch at my desk at my super fun job, you know, going to the park across the street and just kind of making room that rather than being in this, this job mindset, you know what I mean? The, um, what other kinds of retreat, you know, what other context might be, might, might we sanctify by just kind of stepping away? Yeah, I think that's, it, it kind of hits on what Paul said. Um, can't remember what letter or what he was writing to, but he said, uh, you know, pray always, right? Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know, you're, you're not supposed to take that literally and be praying always, uh, you know, in a chapel. Very few of us are called to live that life. But if the gospel, you know, if the if the um, Bible the scriptures are meant for everybody, um, praying always takes on its different kind of um, uh, meaning um, to where even in our normal mundane life, we are in a constant state of recollection and prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, even um, whether you're at school, work, uh, with family, alone, you, you're, not, you're, you're constantly aware of God's presence within you. Yeah. Well, in Lumen Gentium, on speaking of the laity, Vatican, the bishops of Vatican II, the fathers of Vatican II, right? They talked about, especially for the laity, they take God's presence out into the world through their job. Right. Yeah. Right. Through being, working with other people, they make God's presence seen and felt Mm -hmm. um, in a way that the priest doesn't, in the way that religious do not. Yeah. and I think that that is one of the ways that they sanctify not only their day but the world. Yeah, um, is by being a part of it, mm-hmm. and it it can take the form of of being that example of the person who retreats right to take their lunch in the park. Yeah, um, but it also comes from the person who finds great joy in being able to provide for their family mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. being there at that office. Yeah, absolutely, oh, sure. And looking forward to going home to be with their family. Yeah. At the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're listening to The Seminarian Show on St. Gabriel Radio, AM 820. You can hear this show every Tuesday at noon and Sunday at 1 p.m. and in the audio archives at stgabrielradio.com. I'm Gordon Mott from the great, beautiful Diocese of Columbus. Joining me are Dalton Irvin and Jonathan Torres. So we were talking about retreat and we were talking about sanctifying the day, both in terms of, you know, giving thanks to God for, you know, my super awesome, enjoyable God, a job and, you know, kind of reveling in God's providence there, or even, you know, finding opportunities in the context of a bad day or a bad work environment to, you know, kind of give thanks and joy to God. Um, the, uh, the other thing that, you know, I, I suppose maybe we could go back into now is like, is, is mass, right? Is, so I think that a lot of um, a lot of people again, like in this kind of modal type of thinking, you know, a lot of people tend to think about daily mass as a thing that you do once you're retired and you're old, or when you're young and you're in Catholic school, right? Um, or if you're, you know, law enforcement and you wake up very, 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 very early, and then you go to a Dominican parish somewhere and they're saying mass at four a.m. Um, but 
you know, I, I think that a lot of people um, don't consider, because you know, it, it, it's not something that generally gets stressed a lot, that there tend to be available late daily masses. Like in my diocese, there's at least two parishes that I know of that offer a mass after 6 p.m., you know. Um, the uh, And so I, I, I thought maybe, you know, we could talk about the value of, you know, literally just daily mass attendance in order for... Um, you know, maintain this kind of different perspective on the day. Yeah, I think um, where there are acts that are means to an end, there are also acts that are ends unto themselves, right? And mass would definitely be <laughs> uh, <laughs> fall into that category. Um, we work so that we may have rest, right? Um, leisure is ultimately our goal in life. It's not work. Work is a means to rest in our Lord. Um, and so you know, worship at Mass is um, what we were made for. That's not, you know, we work so we can have money, so that we can provide for our families, so that we can ultimately live a, a better life that that is that enables us to live for God. Um, mm-hmm. But then the Mass is literally, you know, the act of the people um, worshiping God. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that is an end. And so... Um, and so it's, I think it's important to not just um, view your work day or your work or your school, whatever your everyday life might be, as just being like, oh, well, this is the way I'm going to offer my life to God. That's great, yes, but on top of that, we also need to be stepping out of our everyday life and entering into these um, these moments of uh, acting that are specifically directed um, to God especially in a mass and prayer. So. Absolutely. And I think that's great, a great perspective. What do you think, Dalton? I think that definitely, I mean, there's nothing more perfect um, than the mass, right? That is our perfect act of worship, mm-hmm. offering back to God the redeeming sacrifice of Christ on Calvary. But there's also, and I've experienced this just um, in some of my own friends and in, in family members, this desire that they have to go to daily mass Mm-hmm. But like those late evening masses, well, you're a father of four. You need to get home and help your wife with the kids because yeah. she's been with them since school let out. <laughs> right, right. You know, or or she's the mother mm-hmm. um, and she wants to go to daily mass. Uh, but daily mass starts at 7 a.m. and she has to drop her kids off at 730 at yeah. the school. You know, and some so sometimes it does become your state in life has you in a certain situation mm-hmm. and the parish Schedule just doesn't work right. with that. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't by any means mean you're less holy or that you're not called to have a certain relationship mm-hmm. with God or a certain level of spirituality. Um, but I think realizing and recognizing that our states in life open up different modes of, of entering into these retreats in the day yeah. or ways of sanctifying the day. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe... For that lady who wants to go to daily mass, but she has to drop the kids off at school, her retreat is teaching the kids how to enter into silence on the drive or how to pray the rosary together, Right, right. Uh, even just a decade of the rosary, mm-hmm. you know, maybe something like that. Or the man who wants to go to daily mass, but he needs to go back and be with the family. He realizes how helping his wife is entering into that sacrifice right. of Christ, right? Oh, yeah. absolutely. He's sacrificing what he would prefer to do. Um, yeah, to this this state in life that he chose, right, and that right. God called him to as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. The uh, well, and so then you know we kind of transition from talking about sanctifying the day 
like in terms of work and, you know, toward the end of our day. Um, and so then I think it, it's good then to bring in like recreation into this, right? Like recreation as retreat and how we can kind of sanctify recreation. Um, and certainly like one place that we can come from is, is, you know, art, you know, uh, exposure to art. Like that would be film, you know, the, uh, or even, you know, good videos. Um, the, uh, and, and I tend to think of like, um, in terms of, um, recreation and, uh, retreat in art, I, I tend to think back to like Ephesians 2.10, right? Like this, this line, you are God's handiwork. But the Greek word that's, that's used is poema, uh, which, you know, we derive our English word poem from, you know? So there, there's kind of like this, this depth to it, expressing that essentially you are God's, you know, expression of love, you mm-hmm. know? Um, the, uh, so maybe we can talk about art or, or books or literature as, as forms of retreat and in, in terms of sanctifying the day. Um, are there any good go-to books? Well, I mean, other than maybe Tolkien, because I think you like Tolkien. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, everyone, everyone knows where I stand on that stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. Dante and Tolkien, that's <laughs> the end all be all. <laughs> no, I think that that's absolutely right. And um, our, uh, entering into um, leisure, uh, as I said before, is kind of um, is kind of our goal. And um, natural leisure, um, taking a walk, you know, around, uh, on the beach, um, a good conversation with a friend or family member, um, reading a good book, um, those help us to uh, enter into um, worship of our Lord um, more fully uh, when the time comes. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a natural cultivation for the supernatural. Um, and so, but yeah, uh, I mean, like, you know, for me personally, I just, I love sitting back and reading a good book. Um, like, I, yeah, Tolkien, Tolkien Dante, um, Augustine's Confessions comes to mind. Um, uh, Walter Miller has, uh, what, what's his sci-fi classic? Uh, Can't Go for Leibowitz. Um, oh, that's been a long time. So right yeah, yeah. And, uh, but it's written from a Catholic perspective. So, um, but yeah, just like, just good, healthy entertainment. Um is more than just entertainment, right? It actually uplifts the soul and um, helps us in- enter into that leisure that we're called to. So. Yeah, you know, I've got two things uh, that are on my mind right now. The first, and they're they're actually connected to each other. The first is, so I have an aunt who's a religious sister, and I remember when we used to visit the mother house, she'd show us around and take us and show us to all the other sisters. And so, oh, here's my little nephew and my nieces. And, oh, aren't they cute? And you, the sisters would pat you on the head and ask you if you knew your prayers or why did God create man? And uh, <laughs> I remember seeing their recreation room and those sisters in their recreation, in their rest, they were so generative still right there crocheting and knitting and yeah. making these little cross bookmarks that they gave to all the Catholic school kids around the diocese. <laughs> um, or I think of my grandfather who would whittle while he sat. He just sat and listened to baseball games on the radio and he'd whittle. Yeah. And he'd make something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think about what I do in recreation <laughs> or rest, and that's lay down, grab my iPad, and find a show to watch on yeah, Netflix yeah. or Amazon Prime or do a crossword puzzle. Right. You know, just like right. totally not do anything. Yeah. Um, or like Saturday mornings, what do I like to do? Go watch college game day. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. my rest, my relaxation. Mm. It's not as generative yeah. as the sisters um, 
creating things yeah. or my great grandmother who would that's, uh, yeah. embroider, you know, mm. these table runners. Yeah. Well, but, they would make something in their rest. Yeah. And I feel like now we've moved into more of a just hands off, very passive rest. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, there's value in the sports as rest though, right? Because so like Pope John Paul II at the Jubilee of Sports People, um, he delivers this address and he says the potential of sports makes it a significant vehicle for the overall development of the person and a useful element in building a more human society. And I find that interesting. Okay, it's but human, that's right? that's playing the sports and practicing the sports. What about me and my sweatpants, socks, and a little sock hat who Watching barely ever – I barely move over four miles per right. hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> unless I'm driving in the car. No. Like what is yeah. that – like if that's how I want to rest – is that good? Is that cultivating anything? Right. Or is that a total I, yeah. escape? And I, think I that, don't know. Well, jo- I, Joseph Pieper actually wrote a book called uh, – it's escaping me now. Um, Only the Lover Sings, I think it is. And um, he addresses the rem- – he addresses the problem that we're so saturated in noise um, and, consu- and this consumeristic um, – just um, just – Give me entertainment. Entertain me. Let me mm-hmm. be passive. You know, sweatpants, watching sports, whatever. Um, and he actually recommends um, uh, a remedy to that as art. Art mm-hmm. is a remedy to that. Um, creating something like crocheting, mm-hmm. whittling, um, being focused on the tiny details. Because we are so like today, I think we're so wrapped up in you know um, watching these you know YouTube videos and. Um, uh, Instagram videos that are like less than a minute long, and yeah. we say, "Oh, this is this is a minute and a half. I, I don't have time for this." You scroll to the next yeah. one. Um, we, we're so we we love to consume entertainment so rap- rapidly that um, I think this idea of getting back to simple acts of crocheting and whittling yeah. um, helps us focus and calm down. Yeah, um, and it, it's actually um, it's creative rather than just consumer. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's. There's something there, too, like even with this art, right, music. Mm-hmm. A generation ago, everybody knew some instrument, whether yeah. it was guitar, piano. Mm-hmm. Like I was amazed to know my mother took piano lessons in school. Right. And I mean, she's no great pianist sure, by any sure. means, but she knows something about the instrument. Yeah. I don't have a clue. <laughs> no idea right. where to even get started. This week, I had to sew buttons onto a shirt. It was more of an acupuncture session <laughs> than sewing buttons back on. Right. I'm still recovering. Yeah, exactly. But those are things yeah, that yeah. in leisure, right, in the mm-hmm. evening, you should be able to stitch a button on, no problem. Yeah. And in your rest, you get something done. Yeah. There's something about, like, just going about, like, your morning in leisure, like, making a pot of coffee, cleaning your room. Um, it's regenerative, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and it, me personally, I love to write. Um, you know, I love to write novels, um, whether they're good or bad. That's for another show. <laughs> but um, just that idea of um, creating something and something that you can be proud of. And um, I think it's a remedy to just just laying back and just um, consuming um, yeah. noise. So, but I think I mean not to totally run over the watching sports center or, or ESPN game day on Saturday mornings. <laughs> that is, there's some of that that's good, but in moderation, of course, of course, yeah, well, there so, is a time. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so Pope Pius the 12th, right? Like, so he's talking about the, the potential good of, of radio broadcasting. Mm-hmm. 
And he says it befits Catholics then to make use of this privilege of our day and to draw extensively from the rich fund of doctrine, recreation, art, and also of the divine word, which sound broadcasting brings to them so they can increase and widen their range of interests, Mm. you know? And so then even if you're just kind of just, you know, just half passed out on the sofa watching (laughs) sports center, you know, they still talk about a fair number of things. And then you're hearing about people's stories and backgrounds and where they come from. Right. And then there's people trying these interesting plays. So you're still kind of engaged, you know, but I think there's a difference in with the radio, you can listen and still work. You can listen and paint or you can listen Mm -hmm. and sew, or listen and whittle. But when Mm -hmm. you're engulfed in a TV screen, you're leaving what's here happening and just focused on something else. There's something about the radio oh, yeah. that engages the imagination to where you're actively listening, where I think the TV is a little bit more passive. In my, I think, just in my experience. Yeah. Um, Not so. that we're biased being on the radio or anything. No, no yeah, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, um, I uh, we seem to have covered all the bases, sports and art and hobbies. and um, So... You know, in the maybe minute that we have left, do any of you have any final thoughts about, you know, sanctifying the day or sanctifying the, the evening? Or? I like I like um, Dalton's point of um, doing something, uh, finding a little hobby that's um, generative. Um, I think uh, that's a great uh, springboard into um, to uh, sanctifying the day is to um, find little hobbies that, you know, um, I think connect you to your inter- interiority a little bit more. So, Yeah, I think that there's just, we've gotten to a point in society where we veg out too much. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We've, we've gone, maybe the pendulum has swung too far mm-hmm. from work, work, work all the time to now some people never give me, work. Give me, give me, give <laughs> me. They never work. They never exercise their mind. Yeah. Um, and it's, and I think we have to swing back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, to yeah. where work can even be rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Absolutely. The uh, and I mean, as a guitar player, <laughs> I'm a big fan of you know people taking up instruments as as generative rest. So mm-hmm. That's I, I really do enjoy that point that you made, Dalton. So, but all right, um, thanks for joining us for today's seminarian show. You can hear this show every Tuesday at noon and Sunday at one p.m. and in the audio archives at saintgabrielradio.com. Maybe we can close with a quick prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we give you thanks for the gift of radio uh, and for the gift of technology, for the gift of our day, and for the gift of recreation. Help us to keep you mind in, in mind in all things. Help us to, to always speak in love of you and always to engage people in a way that furthers the gospel. We ask this in all things in the most holy and perfect name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Um, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for joining us. The Seminarians is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of The Seminarians and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com. Veni Sancti.